back to Mickey Mike's Up. Today's episode is going to be shorter because I have a lot going on with midterms coming up and so I don't necessarily have the time to plan out and record like I normally do and so I have a really awesome interview for you guys today. I had the incredible Leah Funchell on here and we talked all things sports management and just what her job entails and the exciting things she's doing in sports and Yeah, I'm so glad I got a chance to talk to her, and I'm really glad you guys get a chance to listen to it. I hope you guys like this episode. That is a bit shorter, so maybe let me know what you think about the shorter style episodes, and I will keep that in mind for the future. But with that being said, let's just get right into it. So I'm not going to go into crazy detail about some stuff. It's mostly going to be the interview, but I figured I would do a quick catch-up on some of the sports things that have happened over the last week and kind of what you missed. And when I tell you quick, it's going to be very quick. We're not going into crazy detail, but I will link a place where you guys can get the details. So first, um, She Believes Cup happened. That was that was a good tournament. It was Iceland, the Czech Republic, the U.S., and then New Zealand. The U.S. won against Iceland with a 5-0 win. Katarina Macario, absolutely incredible, scored so many... Well, she I mean, she scored two goals, but she just is so technical on the ball, and, like, everybody has had nothing but good things to say about her. And if you want to check her out, make sure to keep watching her at Lyon because she is incredible over there, too. I think that her and Sophia Smith and Ashley Sanchez and Emily Fox really just, like, showed that, you know, as much as the veterans are doing their thing and are an integral part of the team – The team's going to be fine once they are kind of phased out. And I was very, very excited to see the youth in the mix. We saw a little bit of Trinity Rodman play. Um, Jalen Howell got some minutes. I think that it was a really good tournament to kind of test out new formations and see new faces. And I think it worked out for the U.S. Other sports news that's going on, there was the Arnold Clark Cup, which was Canada, Spain, Germany, and England. England won that. I think that, again, all of these tournaments are kind of nations preparing for either World Cup qualifying through CONCACAF or, like, Euros. And so, obviously, you want to go into these things to win, but I don't think that it is necessarily the biggest goal just because it's more about getting comfortable with the team and you know, testing out new things, seeing new faces, something that we saw a lot of teams doing. And one thing for Canada that was really exciting to see is that, um, well, I mean, it's not exciting that Christine Sinclair wasn't there, but we did get to see kind of a team without her. And she's been on that team for so long that people are kind of like, we don't really know what the team is going to be like when she's not there anymore. And so this was a good show for Canada to get that opportunity to test the waters without her being there. And I think that it was a really good showing for them. Um, Obviously, England did a great job. They won the tournament. I definitely think that there was a lot of really, really good soccer. I'm not even, like, getting into the, like, the depths of it. Um, Because um, Ife Anamanu was with the Super Falcons, and they were doing their thing, and there's just been so many good soccer matches on that it's hard to watch it all and keep track of it all, but I think that if you haven't watched any of the recent soccer matches, you should really go back and watch some of them, because some of them were really good. Um, if you want to know more about what happened during the She Believes Cup, 
game recap wise, you can check out Women's Sports Exchange. Um, on Twitter, it's W Sports Exchange, and I'm pretty sure that's the same for the Instagram. Um, and on those sites, we have the link to our website, and you can check it out. We have, you know, game recap articles about the She Believes Cup tournament, um, Olympic stuff that we kind of wrapped up, all the stuff about the equal pay, and that is the last thing that I'm going to talk about before getting into the interview. But the U.S. Women's National Team settled their equal pay lawsuit um, for the most part. So basically on Tuesday, the 22nd, they announced that the U.S. Women's National Team has settled for the 20, a $24 million settlement. And they will get that $24 million over the course of four years. So kind of an entire World Cup cycle. And obviously it's very exciting. And all the players are celebrating. It was a great day for that to happen. However, there are some like claims to it that... It doesn't really go into effect until they have their CBA negotiated, and that is still in negotiations with the Federation. And so it could take a while for that to finish and solidify. And so I know that while the national team was in camp, um, I don't remember who said it, but someone was doing a press conference and they said that like Crystal Dunn was at CBA negotiations right now or something like that because she was not in camp. And so the players are obviously overjoyed that that aspect has been settled in some area but there's still a lot more work to be done and they all made that very clear when they were talking about it they were like today is a great day but the work's not finished you can definitely there's obviously so much more to the story but after a six-year fight it's nice to know that they can kind of relax for a second and you know get that money um towards the U.S. Women's National Team work out this new CBA that's going to benefit all the players. And I'm very excited to see where what happens with the, what happens with the rest and just, like, the CBA negotiations. And I'm really hoping for the best for all the players because they, they just deserve it. Like, so many of these players have played through all this shit. And I just, I don't know, I don't even have words sometimes about the fact that, like, they don't get treated equally and all, all, so many people are like, well, they don't bring in the same revenue. And I'm like, you're right, they probably bring in more. So I think that there's obviously a lot of work to be done, but I'm very, very happy for the players, um, past, present. One thing that I thought was really sweet was Sophia Smith made a post, like, thanking the players of the past and who, like, the ones who have been fighting for this and I just thought that that was really sweet because obviously the players who have been fighting this they want the best for them but they also want the best for the future and I think that Sophia Smith recognizing that was the perfect like way to summarize what this fight is really all about which is leaving the team and the federation better than they found it and so I am very excited to see what happens for the team and I am literally wishing them only good things. And also, one last thing. Sorry, I, I thought I was going to be done, but apparently I am in a rambling mood. One last thing. During the final She Believes Cup game, the U.S. Women's National Team wore wrist tape that said protect trans kids, and I think that that is very important right now because both Florida and Texas have announced a don't say gay bill that basically harms trans kids and 
the gay community and it's just it's like incredibly disgusting to see and very very the team was playing in Frisco, Texas and it was on the day that the bill was announced and so they wore the tape on their wrist to kind of show that they were standing with them and I think that it is very important that these players especially the young players who kind of aren't solidified in their spot are using that platform. I don't think that like I don't even know where I'm kind of going with this but it was just really nice to see that people were standing with the trans community. If you want to get involved and support the trans community in Texas, um, you can do, donate and share Equality Texas. I think that that's their Instagram and Twitter handle, so you can check them out and donate. So yeah, that's my last thing, but I think that it's very important to understand that what is going on is very real and as fans of soccer, especially women's soccer, who, like, the NWSL has non-binary players in the league, and so I think that it is very important to support and, like, just do what you can to protect the trans community. And so I'm going to do what I can to share as much information as I can. I'm going to look up some resources and stuff and I will definitely be sharing them with this podcast so you guys can support Equality Texas and the trans community. Um, So yeah, with that being said, we are going to get into the interview. And TikTok, kind of a little bit of everything in the sports world. So that's a very short description of who I am, but I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad that you're on here. I've definitely have been following your TikTok for a while definitely a big fan. So I'm glad that we have the (laughs) chance to talk. I'm very excited about this. So I kind of wanted to start, obviously you do so many things with sports. I feel like your main focus is kind of basketball. I see most of basketball stuff on your your feeds and everything, but kind of where did the love of sports come from? How did you get into working and like wanting to do sports? Yeah, I grew up in a sports family um, and I grew up playing sports. So I pretty much tried every sport under the sun, except for softball, because like I my older brother never played baseball because he's allergic to the state of Kansas pretty much. So like his (laughs) allergies were so bad. So, but I grew up playing like sports. My brother did. Um, and my parents like always watching sports, taking us to sporting events. So I've always loved it. And then whenever I was not in season with basketball, I ended up being like, um, the football manager in high school. Um, I ran an anonymous Twitter page covering our sports in high school. So like (laughs) So many things in my life like have been revolved around sports and I never really knew like I could make a career out of it um, because my older brother actually studied sport management but he wanted to take the administration route like he wanted to be an athletic director a coach yeah I'm like that's not what I want to do like <laughs> no way um, and then I found out like there's just so many different things you could do in sports so and then I really credit my dad because he was the one back in high school because I thought okay I'm really good at advertising marketing that's what I'll have to study. And he goes, Aaliyah, you want to choose something that you're going to love because this is the rest of your life. Like you want to wake up happy. You want to love what you do. So don't chase a paycheck, chase what you really love and the money will follow. So that's kind of like all of the factors that played into, I guess, where I am today. I feel like, you know, it's so crazy, like realizing how many job opportunities there are in sports. Cause I don't know. I feel like everyone just thinks like, oh, okay. I have to be a coach or a player. Or like yeah. the on-air reporter, but like there's so many things you can do. And I mean, even like 
I mean, I just started studying sports management and everything, but just like just beginning has already like shown me so many new possibilities of like jobs I can do. And it's like so exciting to like, I just want to do it already. <laughs> I Well, and the craziest part too, is like, it's always evolving. So when I was a freshman in, um, oh, I guess this is good to say for the podcast, but so I did my undergrad at Wichita State studying sport management with a minor in communication. And now I'm in grad school at Columbia studying sports management. So um, I've kind of seen a lot of different like sports programs and stuff, but the way it's evolved is so crazy to me because I never would have thought like when I went into college that I'd be doing the type of work I am today, like with the whole like creator side of things or social media, like, so it's like always evolving, which I think is the craziest part. Yeah. The whole, the way TikTok has like changed literally everything is insane. I feel like I just need to get over like the little hurdle of like being embarrassed about posting stuff and just like go for it because (laughs) exactly. You never know what could happen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So you mentioned that, you know, your brother studied sports management. So was that kind of like the key factor in you wanting to do more studying beyond just your regular degree and go get master's? Was it like, oh, if I get my master's, I can do more. What kind of swayed you to do that? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story because like a lot of people that ask me for advice are like, oh, so I should get my master's. And I'm like, honestly, it's different for every single person. Yeah. Um, But for me, so I've actually wanted to go to Columbia since I was 10 years old. And um, I was kind of heartbroken when at the time I thought I was going to study journalism. They only had it as a grad program. So I was like heartbroken. I'm like, I can't justify applying to Columbia and stressing out over this to study like general studies and spending all that money if I even were to get in. Um, And so I stayed at Wichita State, which was my hometown college. Um, I I was a rower there my first year. Like I'm like, okay, like I kind of I never felt like I was settling, but it did kind of hurt that I never got to live out my dream. Yeah. Um, sport management, but I actually like then switched my major to sport management, yada, yada, yada. And then I found out Columbia has a master's in it. And I was like, you have got to be kidding. Like <laughs> this is too good to be true. So yeah. um, that's kind of why I pursued it. But I also, I've always loved education and I really think it's helped me grow professionally. It's helped me grow as a person. Um, and then if I didn't get into Columbia, I would have just finished my master's at Wichita State because it would have only been a year and it would have yeah. been with like the professors, the same curriculum, but just on a grad level. Um, so that's kind of why I did it. Like there's a lot of different reasons that play into it, why everyone goes to grad school or they don't go to grad school. But I kind of have like a weird story just because it was like a dream I've had for like 10 years to go to this school. I feel that I wanted to go to Vanderbilt so bad. Like that was like my dream school for so long and I didn't get in and that sucks so bad and so my mom and like it's kind of like well you can go there like for your master's it'll be fine and so yeah, you know if yeah. I decide to go that route then may- maybe I'll end up there but who knows yeah. exactly exactly so Columbia that's awesome well first of all like that's like really cool I'm like that's like so yeah. girl boss that you go there that was not a good word choice, but I just, it's ingrained. I love it. At this point. So, um, no, I love it. so you do a lot with Columbia sports and athletics. Um, so what is like your favorite aspect of your job and kind of what exactly is your job that you do on campus? Yeah. So on for campus, I kind of just like do a bunch of multimedia for Columbia athletics and like Unfortunately, with like the whole Ivy League, like they don't really pour into sports as much as other leagues do, yeah. um, which is kind of sad to see. So 
I kind of am just there to provide like either that social media coverage or I, I've been doing a lot more videography lately and editing and video oh, work, cool. but kind of just like having a presence, helping them yeah. have a more of a presence on their social media or website. I'll do like on air stuff with them. Like it's literally all over the place, but kind of just like giving, trying to give the teams like the coverage they deserve with like a, a very little staff. Uh, but it's cool. Cause like I'm covering sports. I've never even heard of before. Well, like I've heard of it, but like not in the capacity yeah. of a D1 sport because Columbia has 31 sports, like D1 NCAA sports. So I I'm out here. That. <laughs> I know I'm out here like covering fencing. I'm like taking video, trying not to be stabbed. And like, it's, it's oh crazy. Um, so it's a lot of fun, like getting to see all of like the different sports and meet the athletes. So it, yeah. that's a really fun part of what I do. I think that it's so crazy that like, there's so many schools that have sports programs that you would never even think of. The only reason that I know that Harvard has a soccer team is because Midge Purse played on Harvard's soccer team and she <laughs> plays for Gotham. Like, I don't uh, think I would know that if Midge Purse, like, was not a soccer player. I Like, I watched. And it's just, like, so crazy because I feel like even at, like, the D3 level, like, I, because I go to a D3 school and our sports teams are, like, really good, but, like, I'm, oh, a quick tweet of, like, the score. There's no cool graphics or anything like that. And the pages for the sports teams are probably run by an athlete on the team or the assistant coach or something. It would just be, like, yeah. if there was just a little bit more like, given to, like, promoting them, like, there would be so many cool things that could happen. And so exactly. I love that you get to, like, kind of show people that, you know, Ivy League do have sports because I, <laughs> I wouldn't know that. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So that's what I like. That's what I kind of like about the job for sure. Do you have a favorite like, area of the job, like the video on air stuff? Like, yeah. So I have a background in on air stuff. And so that's always been fun to me. I love being in front of the camera. I love interviewing. Um, but lately, I've really loved the podcast. I host a podcast with the basketball teams. And then also like videography, I always would say, oh, I'm not a videographer. Like I can't do that. Like, I don't know how to do it. But then they put a camera in my hands and they're like, here you go, do it. And so then I've really fallen in love with like trying to capture the moments. I don't ever think I'll be like advertising myself as like, yeah, I'm a videographer, but I've really started to like filming and putting together like visual recaps and stuff like that. So I think like that's been the most surprising part of my job that I've like grown to love a lot. I think that that's one of my favorite things about media jobs in general is that like you can learn so many different things. Like I can go into something and be like, oh yeah, I'm applying to this position as a writer. Like one of my jobs on campus, I'm a writer for our sports website, but I've been going to basketball games and doing stats and I did stats at soccer games and like awesome. I do interviews and like all this kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, that wasn't what I signed up for, but I've learned so many new skills. So I love that when like you get to try new things in a job, because I think it's yes. so important it's so and it's fun. so cool. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the best part. So you recently started working with, um, you announced it like on like very slowly, like dropping hints and everything like that, but NBA Top Shot. So what is, what are you doing there? And what are you hoping to accomplish with that? And all that kind of stuff. Cause I think that that's so exciting and I'm really excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. The whole announcing thing, I felt bad. Cause I like kind of teased that I got a new job and then I thought I was going to be able to tell people the next day. And then I had to wait like, Oh, a little while longer to get the official contract and sign it. And so I felt so bad. I'm like, I'm literally teasing these people so bad. Um, so basically, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, honestly, getting to do that. Um, 
So I'm going to, I'm on their social media team. So social content, um, all of that, like we're going to be launching a TikTok page and everything, which I think will be so much fun. Yeah. Um, but just like, I honestly never pictured myself going into the whole tech NFT web three space. Um, but this is just such a cool opportunity where I get to literally get paid to tweet about NBA games and to make basketball content, but then learn about a whole new side of not only sports, but I guess like, you know, NFTs and stuff are so new to everyone. Yeah. Um, so like, I have I'm, no idea what an NFT is, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, so just, like, um, for like, like a, basically a Canva edit. <laughs> yeah. So like a lot of them, there are some that are like interesting and um, so it stands for non-fungible token, but the thing that's cool about Top Shot, it's like trading cards. It's like collecting. There's a game element to it. You get like licensed NBA moments, like plays and stuff. Um, it's the craziest thing. Like I'm learning all these things about the company and like our Discord chat, like chat, like has like hundreds of thousands of people that, and then like so many thousands of people active every day. And it's like a crazy community. I never knew like really existed and it's just like so cool so I'm very excited I love the NBA we also do WNBA so I just love basketball and I, I really get to like be in the league and surrounded by the league by um in this new creative way so yeah, I'm excited no, that sounds so cool I'm like you. I I just think that like jobs where you're like you're doing something where like obviously you know like the basis of it but like you're learning something new the whole time like it's just like the coolest thing because there's so many things out there that you can learn and like there's not nearly enough time to take all the classes in college and so yeah. to like get to like do it it's just I'm, I'm like I can't wait to see all the TikTok stuff and everything you do oh, thank you yeah I'm excited so speaking of TikTok obviously you have a massive TikTok page you know very very out there giving your advice for sports management and all that kind of stuff and what do you kind of like obviously you're doing a lot with that already, but what do you continue to, like, what do you hope to continue to accomplish with doing that for people yeah. to check it out and drop your TikTok so people can go follow? Oh. Is it so cool? Yeah, thank you. So my TikTok page is at Aaliyah Funshell, which I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you'll see my name. Like, I, I don't need to spell it out for you, but um, <laughs> I see TikTok is so interesting to me and I'm definitely trying to expand. Like, I love those videos, like the TikTokers that are just like living their lives and people yeah. like to follow them. So like, I would like to expand it to be even more casual than what it is right now. Cause I, I post like, I don't post, it's not curated, but it's definitely like, oh, okay. Like this is for my intended audience. I definitely yeah. want to get into more of the whole, like, oh my gosh, you guys, like I'm picking up my phone. I'm talking to the camera, like then posting it instead yeah. of just like, thinking of different ideas and so I kind of want to like incorporate the usual of what I'm doing like the sports memes jokes coverage that kind of stuff advice videos but then also like make more lifestyle things where people really get to see my personality more so that's kind of the direction I'm heading hopefully we'll see I think that's so. awesome I feel like so Thank you. I feel like so often like people especially when you see people on like social media and stuff you kind of have like this idea in their like in your head about them so it's like I look at mm -hmm. people on TikTok and I'm like okay this is what they do but like there's so many other aspects of like what your day-to-day -day is like and so to yeah. be able to like share a little bit more of that and be like yeah I'm not just going to sporting events but I'm taking all these like complicated classes to learn about yeah. what to do at these sporting events I think is really yeah. important oh yeah so kind of one last thing 
what advice do you have to people who want to get into sports web and like in any aspect of it, but just the sports industry, yeah. sports management? There are so many different things. So first of all, like I always tell people like your degree isn't as important as your work experience because I have people saying like, um, oh, like I don't study sport management. Can I get into sports or people that like you go to a smaller school and like people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Like I, I don't go to Columbia. And I'm like, well, I went to Wichita State, which is small. Like I started yeah. in a small market. So I think like the biggest thing I can tell anyone is to, um, I guess, broadly bloom where you're planted is something I was told. And so regardless of what your situation is, like make the most of it. And that's how you'll get the most out of your career. But then also like more technical side of things is like volunteer, you know, do long hours, like do all like the dirty work and get your name out there and yes. network as much as possible. Volunteering um, is so important. <laughs> yes. Or just like being and it's so there. so fun like, too. It is. And then like when you're there, like then make friends with everyone there. Like make yourself known, like expand your network. You don't have to be super extroverted, but you could be a good listener. You could be a hard worker. And I think just like making yourself known in whatever way you add value is so important. So um, those would be like, I guess, like kind of the broader pieces of advice. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing is that there is a job for literally everything in sports. Like, mm -hmm. like I mentioned earlier, it's not just like the on-air people, but like there's the yeah. business side of things. There's the science side of things. Like there's a job for everything. So even if your degree is not sports communication or sports management, like you can mm -hmm. find a way to get into sports and working there. Exactly, exactly. And if you ever need volunteer opportunities, literally just like ask a local sports team or something, because I remember mm -hmm. the Riveters for the PHF had posted that they were looking for game day volunteers. And I was like, I can only go to a few games because I'm only home for a few of them, but like, why not? So I messaged and oh, yeah. I volunteered at two games and then I'm going home for spring break and I'm going to help at four of them. And I've like met so many people and it's just so cool to be able to like do those things and like be in an active environment where like sports are happening and not just as like someone watching, but like working. Mm -hmm. And I think that really proved that I was like, this is where I want to be. I want to be working in sports. It's just so fun. Yeah. And like, I think the biggest thing is people don't realize that you just ask, like the worst thing people can say is no, or maybe they won't see like your message or email, but like, I've gotten so many many opportunities only because I was like hey can I help like yeah. how can I help like and yeah sometimes it sucks like having to volunteer or work for free but then that gives you connections to then later down the road get these paid opportunities so yeah, for sure. that would be, we're on the same page with that <laughs> now people just need to listen to us we yeah, have all the knowledge put it into action <laughs> yes for sure <laughs> I think that that was really great advice <laughs> um, oh thank you so I wanted to just do some quick rapid fire questions before we wrap up. So if you're okay. good for that. <laughs> All right. 100%. So some of these we kind of, I feel like I kind of know what your answer is going to be based on what we talked about, but we're just going to go into it. So do you okay. like on-air reporting or writing articles better? On-air reporting. Okay. Basketball or football? <laughs> Basketball all the way. I know that's an <laughs> unpopular answer. <laughs> um, who is your favorite WNBA player? Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I love Dee Dee Richards. I love her. She just has like the best personality, but also super. She seems, Dee Dee seems so cool. And her outfit. Yeah. Oh, so I good. saw her in real life and I was like, oh my gosh, she's like famous. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. This is so cool. <laughs> what is your go-to coffee order on a busy work day? 
Okay, so I really like tea now. I like chai lattes with oat milk or um, vanilla lattes. Ooh, okay. What is your dream sports stadium to visit? It was always Madison Square Garden, um, but now I go there all the time because, so I grew up a Knicks fan. So now my new updated one would probably be um, where FC Bayern plays because I okay. interned with them. So I would love to go to Germany and see yeah. the arena. That'd be so cool. You should come to Red Bull Arena this summer. Yes. Okay. I'll go there for sure. <laughs> come to a Gotham game. Yes. What is the sport that you want to learn more about that you have just started covering? Definitely. Um, this sounds bad, but soccer, even though I interned with Bayern, um, there's just so much to learn about it. And my best friend Drew teaches, I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but I'm giving you like my life story. It's all good. My <laughs> Drew is the biggest NWSL fan. And so like he, I'm like, Hey, please send me articles. Like, let me read up on this. So, um, more specifically the NWSL, I love like Trinity Rodman, love her. Yeah. So I'm trying to learn more about like the league in general. You gotta become a Gotham fan because that's the closest team. Oh, 100%. I'm going to go to games. I'll, I'll have a Jersey and everything. Yeah, I will. I'll give you the Gotham rundown if you want. Just yeah. let me know. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I'm excited. Okay. What is your favorite travel snack? Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> That's a great question. Cause I don't even know. I love trail mix, like the trail mix that has like, um, like the little like vanilla or like white chocolate chips in them. It's like Ooh, a special okay. type of trail mix. It's so good. Um, that's my favorite. Cause like, you gotta have a little bit of protein, you know, like to yeah. keep the brain going. So, or Chex Mix is good too. Ooh, Chex Mix is good. And then last yes. one, what is your favorite place? What is like your favorite spot in the city? Um, like study or anything. Okay. This sounds so cliche, but like, I, I really love Columbia's campus and like Columbia's campus, like not the inside of the buildings, but the outside is open. So like pretty. you can walk through it. Um, like the architecture is beautiful, but then I also love like the West Village. I love the High Line. It's really pretty love over the there. High Line. Ugh, um, I miss yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like anywhere where I can get a little bit of nature in yeah sprinkled in with the city is is my my favorite place to go yeah awesome well thank you so much for joining me this is so much fun I'm so glad we got to talk and I hope everyone really does take your advice and everything you shared because it was really great <laughs> thank you well you're a natural this was so much fun time flew by I'm like looking I know at the it's time. already been like There's half no an hour way. yeah so you're, you're really good at this so thank, thank you, you for having me on I appreciate that Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Mickey Mike's Up. I really appreciate all the love and support. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation and you take a lot from it because I think that Aaliyah has some of the best advice and she knows what she's doing and she's really someone great to follow. So make sure that you follow her on socials. Follow me on Twitter at Mickey.Alfano, on Instagram, Mickey underscore Alfano. Nope, Twitter and Instagram are the other way around. And then Instagram is Mickey Mike's Up. Um, don't forget to follow, share, subscribe, all the things for this, and leave a review. And I will see you guys next week for a college episode.